Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. In time, it begins to rain. The wipers scrape back and forth. We keep the windows down, letting a little of the wet air in, enjoying the sensation. We no longer talk. We drive onwards, Carpenter and I. We take turns at the wheel as the road turns to rough and rocky trails through ruined villages and forgotten shrines. We take turns at tuning and retuning the radio, calmly attempting to bypass the static and return ourselves to music and meaning. Although it's been days since we heard anything like a human voice, and there are no longer any iron signal towers visible upon the horizon. And when the petrol gauge dims, and the petrol-pater's dripping face blinks its final warning at us from the dashboard, we park the car beneath an old willow tree that hangs alone in the empty fields. We get out, and we walk onwards through the rain. Gradually the landscape obscures. There comes a time when you can no longer see beyond the next hedgerow, the next stile, the next creeping outgrowth of stray forest, overwhelming the burnt out ruins. High above in the distance, the shapes of rusted military saints on their towering long legs or rolling tracks are just barely visible. And as we enter deeper into the trailing mists, a familiar wet scent enters the air. A cool, sticky damp lingers on our skin, making us drip. It's river mist, I think. Somewhere out here, in the heart of the barren land, the waters have staked a claim for themselves. And presently, we come to something strange. An endless line of warning tape stretching out across the fields before us. Neon orange, once bright and now hopelessly mudded, staked into the ground at intervals, here and there flapping free. Old tire tracks lie in the earth before it, pooling with water. Someone has built a makeshift shrine to the Riddlespack, god of boundaries. Three crows impaled upon iron railing posts that have been driven into the ground. It looks somehow desperate. The police were here, clearly. 
and whatever they found beyond the tape, they didn't feel the need to stick around. They abandoned this place almost as soon as they found it. Carpenter walks over the tape and tears it down with a single easy tear, like she's opening up a shopping mall. We step over the boundary line, and we keep walking. In time, we come to a lopsided but official-looking sign, hammered into the earth. One last warning. It reads, A god wounded the land here. Turn back. Prayer marks have been stamped frantically around the sign's edges, as if to keep something at bay. From somewhere deep inside me, I feel the thrill of getting closer. The weight of whatever's coming next. The final breath before the plunge. We pass the warning sign on by. We keep on walking. And then far ahead of us in the mists, we see something else. As the mists part, the rooftops of Bellwethers begin to drift into focus beneath the tower. And we can see that they too are different. The great angular column of bricks stretching up into the sky. A clock tower. But the shape is malformed and rotten and beautiful. Great sweeping tides of silver barnacles climb its sides, twisting it this way and that. Its spire has become something else. A vast conical shell ridged with elegant curves, glistening brightly in the sunlight. They've grown ancient, decaying tiles sprouting with catgrass and beset by the twisting shells of limpets. Chimney pots toppling and broken where they start. And in the murk beneath, vast crustacean shapes lurk in the empty windows, twitching contentedly in the ruins of the town. The two of us stand there, gazing up and out across a reshaped landscape. And as the clock hands strike the hour upon the great tower, something colossal stirs from within its shell, raising its tendrils lazily to enjoy the cool, wet morning air. The town has been returned to the water. Do you hear that? Bells. Town must be close. Looks like this car was theirs. They went ahead on foot recently, too. Do you have a knife? Why would I have a knife? Forget it. Found one. Going to let the tires down. Any word from Central on the backup? No. The tannoy's down. Even the radio seems to be busted. I thought you fixed it, Hayward. I, I did. I did. It's just... It's the reception. There's no towers this far out. Forget it. They can't be far behind us. Uh, I'm not waiting for the cavalry. Come on, Hayward, or we'll lose them. Coming. I... Oh. 
Almost forgot my gun. Stick close by, Hayward. Won't you? We wade forth through the remnants of the town. The black and seething water rises to our ankles, then to our waists. The concrete has sunk into ruin. The clinging mud is everywhere. Neon signs and shrines flash faintly from underneath the crawling black limpets and barnacles that coat every surface. The river mist fills the corners of your vision so thick and so choking that you can't see further than a few feet ahead. As we walk, Faulkner slips almost toppling into the torrent. I catch hold of him and steer him back upright. He's glassy-eyed, grinning at me as he regains his balance. Close to delirious. It's hard, I have to admit, keeping myself focused at a time like this. Because I'm already thinking ahead. I can already see myself in the not-too-distant future bearing the mark of the Withertide home. Stepping into the seminary building, all the old faces there. Catabasian pool and mason shearing my name, discussing how this tale can be best added to the next chapter of the Silk Verses. There's a seat for me there. Not a throne, nothing like that. Just a seat for the guest of honor. And I'll take my place there as we discuss what to do with this new weapon that's been granted to us. And Carpenter, she can be there too. Perhaps lurking in the doorway near the back of the crowd, since she no longer wants to be at the center of things. And she'll look up at me and maybe nod. Or smile. Because I know her now. I can understand how she fits into all of this. Maybe Paige is even there. Perhaps she's come around to our point of view. In a novice's white robes, ready to learn with a fresh pair of eyes. I've come so far, my river, since I first set out in search of you, to be capable of thinking so generously. I glance at Carpenter, and she glances back at me, and I know she's already changing her mind about leaving our faith behind. You'd have to when faced with revelations like this. We're caught up in the currents of something immense, and it's dragging us someplace fast. That's exactly the problem, isn't it? This is extraordinary. This is beautiful. All of it. The spider crab angels walking softly upon their towers, stretching their mandibles in greeting to the sky. The hallowed citizens that we encounter here and there, clinging from transformed flesh to the walls and pocketed with barnacles. Their empty eye sockets and open mouths become nests for fluttering birds and their young. With you on our side, my river, we can reshape the world. So long as we're willing to shape it like this. And if it was just you and I here, I could make excuses for you. I could find an explanation as to why you've led us to yet another pit of sodden horror and mindless primordiality 
another playground for your whims, without hope or sense for either of us to be found within it. If it was just you and I, alone in this place, I could reason us out of this mess and keep on loving you. Wait. At the junction of the street ahead of us, something is walking out. Its conch shell residence totters back and forth as it strays past the abandoned cars. Its two forearms are still human, and it places its muddied palms softly down onto the ground before it. It turns, and the delicate whiskered tendrils of its mouth reach out curiously in our direction, as it gazes upon us with lidded, blinking, still human eyes. It doesn't seem to care that we've come to visit it. Perhaps it recognises that we've come in the trawler man's name. Perhaps it doesn't make any difference. It's at home here. We are not. The thing turns and scuttles on into the drowned heart of Bellwethers. We'll have to... Carpenter? I'm alright. I'm alright. Just my leg. Stepped funny. Do you want to keep going? Yes, I want to keep going. I just need to... (sighs) Driftwood. Seems sturdy enough. I can lean on it, and you can lean on it, and we can hobble on together, and if one of us falls, we'll just crack heads and bounce up right. Got it all figured out, don't you? Two servants of the trawler man walking into his garden together, leaning on each other for support. It's the sort of thing they'll write about. Uh, You're not turning me into an allegory, Faulkner. No, but just think of it. Disgusting. Hayward, come on. I can smell him. Coming, partner. God's damn lunatic. And then the heart of the town rises up from out of the mists. A great sunken park, stretching out on all sides before us. The grass and flower beds have been blessed by the flood, growing tall and wild and strange above the water's surface. Grey polyp trees sway back and forth like weeping willows in the morning breeze. As the rain falls, their tendrils reaching to the sky. We're surrounded by people here, I realise. They stand in mid-motion, walking their dogs or pushing their prams, calcified and reshaped and eroded by a dozen tides as the water washes up around their waists. A forest of people 
strands of white river coral extending from their heads and their outstretched arms. We walk amongst them, silently and cautiously. They too are swaying, teeming with life, and might wake at any moment. The mists part, and in the very centre of the park, painted in great strokes across the ruined wall of some clubhouse or public toilet, its purpose no longer clear, at last we come to it, the source of all of this. The Withermark. Beautiful, of course. Because of the many strokes and swirls that make up the Withermark have changed. They glint like quicksilver. They shift like water. They look less like a pattern drawn upon a wall and more like cracks. Lines drawn in the firmament. Leading us somewhere else. And as we approach, I realize we're not alone in our worship here. Roke the painter, still standing before the wall, frozen in one final tableau. His paintbrush is extended, nearly touching the wall, as if he was on the verge of drawing it back when the tide hit. His eyes are open. And as we get close, they turn in their sockets to face us. A stream of shimmering gray barnacles have grown across his mouth. And as their many lips softly part, he whispers his final message. The same phrase. Over and over. The river rises. The river rises. The river rises. Think you'll be able to remember the shape of it? Maybe we could write half of it out each? That way we've got it on paper, but we're not putting ourselves at risk? No. No need. I can remember it. Alright. We should head further in. Maybe take a look at that clock tower before we leave? They'll want us to see if the trawler man's made anything here that hasn't been recorded before. What do you think? Faulkner, we can't take this back to the parish. I'm sorry, I know that isn't what you want to hear from me, but it's the truth. Not again, Carpenter. I can't be responsible for bringing this down on the world. And you, you can't be responsible either. It isn't fair to you. The river rises. You said you had the stomach for this fight. It's not just about us anymore, Faulkner. This thing. This is anathema. It's toxic. It's too much. Can you really tell me you trust Mason to use this mark responsibly? That only the right people will be hurt and nobody else? We can't work with this. So... We forget what we saw. We go our separate ways. There's no shame in that. You can live with your god alone just as well as anywhere else. The river rises. You're acting like this is out of our hands, and it's not. 
This is the weapon we've been looking for. This is our chance to strike back at them. Oh, who's them? The justices? The police? The entire apparatus of the legislators? This thing doesn't come with a face you or I can strike at. They killed your parents. They killed your Nana Glass. They wiped our people from the records. Don't you care about any of that? Because I care, Carpenter. Why don't you? Oh, don't even try it. That's my rage to carry. It's my hurt. It's my sorrow. You don't get to share it with me. You're a convert, Faulkner. Stop pretending. Stop performing. None of this belongs to you. You want to play Messiah and we're just the most convenient vessel. The river rises. The trawler man brought me here, to this place on sacred pilgrimage. He wanted us to find this. I don't know what he wants. And neither do you. I don't know if he wants anything that could make sense to us. I just know that we can't reshape the world like this. So find me something better. I don't have anything better. I don't have the answers, but we can figure it out together. You and I, we can figure it out. We just need a way to wipe this mark from the wall. The river rises. Oh, shut up! Shut up, you vile thing! Don't try and get up, Carpenter. Stay there, I said. Got a mean swing on you. Vigor of the young. You know what hurts most? After all of this, you still aren't listening to me. You think this is your decision to make and not mine. And I'll fall in line with your way of saying things if you raise your voice just enough. I'm sorry you don't feel the way you used to, Carpenter. I'm sorry about that. But you don't get to ruin it for me as well. Just wait. Faulkner, listen for just one second. Listen to me. No. No. I'm not going to. You can have that one for free. (sighs) Happy, are you? With how it turned out? You'll take that boy and you'll eat him up. It doesn't matter if you do it today in this sodden ruin you've created, or you wait 40 years until he's old and quaking and calls it a blessing to have your servants crawling from behind his eyes to seek new light. You'll take all that was good and all that was rotten and every ounce of potential in him and you'll eat every part of him up. And you'll keep on whispering to him that he's right on the verge of realising something 
gaining something real and true and he'll keep walking his way towards your baited fucking lure as it skitters away at every turn until you're ready to bite. Doesn't that make you ashamed? To scavenge off our lives when they're all we have. What is the point of you? You son of a bitch! You wet, dead-eyed bastard! I heard something. Over there. Hey! Hey! Don't move! And now this. Sandra, wasn't it? Hello, investigating officer Hayward. This is one of them? Yes, it is. Pleased with yourself, are you, mud worshipper? Just look at what you've done here. Look at these people. Check her for weapons. Where's your friend? He here too? I killed him. He was infirm in his faith. She's clean. Good. Get her up. Uh, oh, mind my leg! Mind my leg! Come on. Let's get her back to the car. Hayward! Wait a second! Hayward! I want to float something by you, son. See if we're on the same wavelength here. I'm thinking it might be easier on both of us if she doesn't make it back. What do you mean, easier? Let's say she ran. Let's say she resisted. Let's say we didn't have a choice. They'll believe us, partner, no matter what we want to tell them. Just look at what they've done here. The ruin of it. Nobody's going to care where she ends up dying. We're free to make our own choices. Here and now. You gonna let him do this? Really? Are you? Quiet. What happens if I tell you no, Dagler? <laughs> You're not going to tell me no. What if I stop you? Oh, please. Wait! Are you insane? You could have shot me! He's lost his mind. You need to stop him. I don't miss, partner. You just did. She was drawing a knife. You didn't check her properly. She was about to go for your throat. You're lucky I saw it in time. Stop lying to me, Dagler. Compelling, though, ain't it? Put it this way. If she dies now, they'll give us a commendation for courage under fire. And we'll get that stink off you. I can promise you that. If she goes to trial, they'll give us paperwork. And then who knows what could happen. Do you really care enough to take a stand, here of all places? About this mud worshipper of all people? We're meant to be a team, aren't we, partner? Us against the world? Come on now. What do you say? Thought so. 
You just stand back, Hayward. Nothing to worry about. I'll take care of everything else. Leave her alone! Now who's this? Fulker leans heavily on his driftwood staff as he wades forward towards us, emerging from the mists. He's taken a moment to paint himself in the only materials he had to hand. His skin has been daubed in thick mud. The marks of faith, crude and dripping as they are, descend across his arms and his face. In his free hand, he's carrying my revolver. I have to admit it, he looks the part. Like a prophet of the river. Enemies of the tides, land ridden, servants of the false legislatures, you are not welcome in this place. Stop right there! I am a faithful servant of the lawful government of the peninsula and of the cloak, whose king is a just resolution and whose disciples are those who seek it. You will stand down, or you will be shot. Do you hear me? Carpenter. It's time to run. Faulkner raises his staff high, and something vast and terrible comes crashing through the wall behind him, toppling brick and smashing glass, tearing the withermark to smithereens in an instant. Its twisted, conical shell shifts left and right, ploughing through the falling masonry. Faulkner stands there, for a single heartbeat, his painted palms raised in frozen salute as the hermit crab angel charges forward through the water towards us. Then he turns and dives away into the mists. He's learnt his lesson, it seems, about letting the trawler man's servants get too close to him. The angel ignores him. It keeps coming for us instead. Right then. I'll say this much, the policeman doesn't flinch. He strides forward through the water, squinting down the sight of his pistol. He aims, shoots, once, twice, and the angel sweeps him up off his feet. He's screaming as he continues to fire ineffectually up into the maw of its open mouth. Human hands outstretched to caress his face. They grip hard. Its rigid claw clenches over him, the tendons tightening. He stops firing, stops screaming. The revolver drops. Dagler? A moment of silence. And then the segmented halves of the policemen fall into the water in a single, symmetrical splash. The angel gazes down at him. Then it turns its great carapace towards us and bellows a single, swollen note out into the mists. All around us, the coral people are beginning to shiver their heads turning blearly and reluctantly towards us, dragging their legs free from their own moorings. The town is waking up to its intruders. 
You ready to die here? Not just yet. And come with me. Come on! Run! Why is the barrier down? They don't close the border at night, do they? Don't worry, I'll go ask. Right 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.